McDonald. Chicken McNug. <laughs> Buy one, two, forget four, three. Listen. All synonized humor is just quoting Family Guy to one another. Endo and I's humor is is Game Grumps and JonTron references. That's <laughs> all it is. <laughs> to the point where Sin and yeah. I got each other just dying on a sports gamer broadcast on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, not nice. No. Oh boy, what happened? No. I, I think I missed it. Yeah, but the spirit of the podcast is never... It's never too far. And speaking of which, welcome everybody to a reserved edition of the Tukey's Take podcast on a Friday because yeah. we recorded on a Tuesday and we wouldn't have had much to talk about on Thursday, but we got a decent amount to get into today before we do so. As always, Sin, I have to ask, how are you? Not too bad. Not a, not as sad as I thought I'd be today, given the result of last night. <laughs> we we play in an Isha league and we fell in seven games in the the conference semifinal. There will be no championship appearance for us this year. Uh, one of our teammates, bless him, went full Steve Bernier and took a five minute major in game six. And that that was the death knell, unfortunately. But yeah. these things happen. We we move on. We march. Endo Mills, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Currently finishing up that lovely Bruins video. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Tugi and I put about like 20 gigabytes worth of videos ready to go, like in the video itself. And then I'm like, this is definitely going to get copyright claimed. All right, I'm going to replace everything with a bunch of stills and make it like kind of like a PowerPoint kind of presentation. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty decent. And uh, honestly, I can't wait for this to finish up. So it's going to be really fun to everyone to enjoy yeah i'm intrigued at how much video footage you could have gotten away with though but youtube is so spotty with that there's so times anytime you use nhl footage like it just gets hit like that video i posted the other day with uh joe thornton punching mrazic in the face like that was 100 percent claimed anytime i've yeah. used like little bits of <laughs> any type of nhl video like when John Scott All Star thing, I just use tiny like slow mo clips of like it, and it still got like copyright claimed. Yeah, we've gone they're away getting, with it before. Yeah, they're getting better too at claiming a lot of like, oh, we were we flipped the video, and they still yeah, have yeah, their yeah. ways now. It's just yeah, yeah, just gotta. It'd be nice in a sense if you could license certain things. I mean, especially for certain YouTube channels that do highlight packs and stuff like that, which is essentially promoting your game. Like, do a revenue split. Let someone license this stuff because it... Okay, so I, we weren't going to talk about this today. At least I don't think... Actually, no, we were. I made notes of it for the uh, for the Edmonton run. Fucking Snoop Dogg, of all people, calls out... Who, by the way, might be a minority owner of the Ottawa Senators, apparently. He is involved <laughs> in one of the bidding groups. I hope uh, so. so Ryan Reynolds has competition, uh, but he was literally quoted. And this had like 19,000 upvotes on our hockey. Like the only thing more popular than this on our hockey this week was the Bruins losing. And this was posted like yesterday, but literally saying, quote, the NHL doesn't know how to market like McDavid. He's the number one hockey player in the world. Why doesn't he have commercials everywhere? The it's NHL. Like, let fucking let these people like Jens on YouTube who do these incredible highlight packs and stuff like that. Let pr- properly market your shit. Yeah. Anyway, I know the uh, the MLB was super strict on copyright stuff entirely. And mm-hmm. only until recently, they kind of like were really, really lax with it. Like the NBA allows people to just make whatever the fuck they want with uh, what the videos that are out there on YouTube from what I've seen, because there are yeah. people who legitimately have like super monetized videos and, and they're just posting NBA stuff, highlights, clips, talking about it kind of thing. And people made like careers off of it where it's NHL. It's you have to flip through like 20 different things. You got to like put a picture in picture, excuse me, the pickups and um, put something in the background so that we can kind of get through it and work around it. I remember when we uploaded our uh, Nagano series, mm-hmm. uh, the Nagano video, it took like eight workarounds for things to get working. And that's because yeah. of the IOC and some NHL footage. It was weird. Yeah, I think all Chris Smoove's uh, 
channel is now is just NBA highlights for the most part. <laughs> so, a lot of it is, yeah. Hey, why not? Uh, but I am glad you are both doing well. Before we get to our viewer questions segment, as we always kick off the show with, we of course have to mention that this podcast is brought to you by our lovely friends at manscaped.com who want to remind you, you can go to their site and use the code Tugi. That's T-O-U-G-I-E for 20% off your first order and free shipping. Manscaped, the pinnacle, the peak, the best you can get in the world of men's grooming. Head to toe, they got you covered. And again, guys, it's May already it is may. may it's it's almost time it's almost time hit the beach it's almost my birthday be looking your best yeah <laughs> it's the way to do fouling <laughs> away from me <laughs> oh god i was recently reminded and i watched this documentary earlier this year uh netflix had the special out about woodstock 99 um and they talked a lot about Korn's set just being like the tipping point of people going fucking insane. <laughs> so it was like two weeks ago I watched I watched bits of that concert again because the full thing's up on YouTube. Jonathan Davis is one of the weirdest fucking people to have ever been a mainstream celebrity, possibly ever. <laughs> anyway, little side <laughs> Manscaped.com. Use use code <laughs> Bakersfield people are fucking weird, man. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I don't know so from I've experience. Heard. Yeah. So I've heard. Shout out to, uh, I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but shout out to AJ Eddie on Twitch. He uh, he is from Bakersfield. and Yeah. Yeah. He, he He's told some stories about Bakersfield weirdness in the, uh, in the old Twitch chat before. So we'll see if he confirms that as well. Our first question comes from Cynical Blues. Teams slash stadiums that you couldn't be paid to go watch slash visits. Is there a specific stadium, a specific team where you would never go to their home arena? Vegas. You don't, you don't want to see the medieval times act before no. puck drop? F- no. Cheer for the blue night? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Oakland Athletics. Because but, I don't yeah. want to share a seat with a with a rat, nor do I want to step through sewage water on the way to my seat. Yeah, you know, that's fair. I've been to that stadium quite a few times back in the day. I saw Raiders game there once, tons of A's games. Didn't always used to be horrible. And then mm. again, the A's didn't always used to be horrible either. <laughs> Dude, so again, I keep going on these little side tangents, but it's relevant. Someone on... Um, on the MLB subreddit, the baseball subreddit, um, shared a video of an A's game, but like the last playoff game they had in like 2017, and that place was packed, 50,000 yes. people. Yes, there are fans. Like, I don't – everyone wants to shit on the A's just like they shit on Arizona. It's just the same thing. It's because we're not in like – likely on the East Coast because mm. the fucking Nationals were completely – but all their fans were not showing up because, and everyone's like doing the same thing for Buffalo. They're sending a message to ownership. A's have the biggest message to send to ownership and everyone just shits on it. Like, Oh, they don't have fans. It's like, no, they, we do look like, but yeah, we can't get excited about anything because after three years, that player is going to be gone. If he's good, plain and simple. Yeah. Matt Chapman. Endo. You. Endo, you got an answer for this one? Um, no, I don't. Cool. Our next question comes from Catcher. Uh, thoughts on the Niagara Ice Dogs and their latest punishments handed down by the OHL. Fucking uh, lol. This was... Uh, in, in terms of oofs in sports, fuck's sake, uh, was this an oof? Um, so the, the story is the OHL's Niagara Ice Dogs, who were uh, by far and away the worst team in the league this year, Uh, Whether or not that's relevant, who's to say? But uh, it seems worth shitting on their ownership. Um, This comes from a friend of the show, Stephen Ellis, on DailyFaceOff.com. The Ontario Hockey League has announced Niagara Ice Dogs have been sanctioned for violating, quote, league policies, including the maltreatment, bullying, and harassment, protection, and prevention policy and our code of conduct. 
In a leaked statement, the OHL said it retained a third-party investigator to investigate the claims. According to the league, approximately 15 former players, coaches, and other team officials were interviewed over several months. The OHL did not elaborate on the specifics of the investigation or the incident that or the incidents that took place, but the league levied some extensive sanctions against the team, including a $100,000 fine, the loss of the team's first-round pick in the 2024 OHL draft, GM Darren Dedobelair has been suspended as GM until June 1st, 2025. Goaltender Joshua Rosenzweig and defenseman Landon Cato have been banned from playing in the OHL. Uh, it is worth noting they are both 20 years old anyway and would not mm-hmm. be there much longer. Uh, but it is worth noting if you are violating league policies against maltreatment, bullying, and harassments, it's interesting that a 20-year-old goalie who has a 5-21-4 record, <laughs> is one of the people apparently leading the charge. Apparently, as shit of a person as you are on the ice. Good riddance. Sir, have fun learning Chinese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the OHL, I mean, good, good on them for dropping the hammer on this shit. I mean, again, in the aftermath, especially of the Kyle Beach stuff, these stories were out there. In terms of the fucking nightmare scenarios of junior hockey in the past, Theo Fleury, say what you want about him now. Guy didn't deserve to go through what he went through as a kid. Uh, But the stories have continued to come out, especially in the aftermath of the Kyle Beach story, where you have seen numerous players mention the shit that they went through. And it's not just players from the 70s, 80s. No, this has been recent in the last five, ten years or so that you have players sharing these stories. And it's good to see the OHL fucking putting their foot down on this and trying to, you know, make that statement that it's unacceptable. And yeah, hopefully um, other leagues are doing their best to follow suit on this front. I mean, San Endo, I don't know if you guys have differing opinions on this. I can't imagine you do. I mean, obviously this is just viewed as like, hey, this is a fucking positive. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. Um, I saw like that they're banned. I I couldn't find any like information on what they're banned on. So this is the first I'm hearing about it. But I guess they're not even like there's not too many specifics out there anyway. Even after the investigation, so yeah. yeah. So I think it's uh, I might be protected under the the Youth Offenders Act. So I believe under a certain age in Ontario, you can't. You basically have the right to not tell people what exactly happened, but you can charge them or something. Um, mm. you, yeah, so that's They're something 20 right before. now. So they must have been younger when it all happened or what? Probably. Or is, it, is it? OK, I don't know how it much. That have, yeah, when it, when it happens to. Yeah, it's it's super weird. I haven't really looked into that part that much. That could be the reason why. Or they just want to keep it anonymous. Like there was another thing that happened in the I think it was in the WHL with a certain team and they had a situation happen. And mm-hmm. then, like, they didn't reveal any of the stuff. They said it was solved internally, and, and everyone's like, "Oh, what the hell was it?" And yeah, yeah that was with um, uh, that was with the Seattle Thunderbirds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was with them, so. and I don't think it was the Thunderbirds. I think it was. I'm not sure what Thunderbirds. Yeah, at least was, the was, incident okay. I'm thinking of was with the Thunderbirds, because one of the players who I will not name. Uh, went to the AJHL for a season and then was brought back to the W with the Red Deer Rebels. So that's oh it. shit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So there's <laughs> that, and then there's another one. Just pro- it, it, the fact that there's more than one situation that could oh, yeah. this could fall under is you know a problem in itself. I'm looking at Landon Cato and uh, what's his name, Josh Rosenweig, and yeah, those guys. Oof. They look like they're douchebags. The highlight anyway. of their of their sports playing career will be uh, bullying younger people <laughs> because they're yeah, going you're, nowhere. You're, you're the captain. You played 21 games. You had three points. I mean, I can't talk shit. I can't talk shit. But uh, you know, I didn't play in the O at all. But yikes! I know. I know. Like Niagara was really throwing everything under so they could rebuild and then be like, "Oh, look at all these prospects that we have and all these picks that we have." Let's go host the Memorial Cup. I wonder why I didn't get the Memorial Cup this year or the for the next year and the years after that. This is probably one of the reasons why. I saw uh, someone on Twitter, I think it was No Sleeve, say that you know they raised up season ticket prices because of this apparently, which is hmm. 
you know, that's one way for them to pay off the rest of this cost. But at the same time, I I hate when like teams get fined and they're like, oh, we're going to make the fans pay more money. It's like they should just. It's I mean, just in, a, in a rightful world, it should just be all the actual like staff itself, not just capitalism. You know, the fans yeah. yeah. So- socialize the lo- uh, the losses. <laughs> yeah. Privatize the gains. That's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. We have fun here in North America. From Penn's fan, uh, this will be for me. Thoughts on AEW's pre-sale already beating out WCW's paid record crowd. So basically, uh, oh, shit. AEW announced that they are going to be hosting an event this summer in the UK. It'll be their first trip over there. And they didn't just go for a, a big venue. They went for the biggest with Wembley Stadium um, and through the pre-sale, which I got to be honest. The idea of pre-sales with, with tickets are fucking stupid to me yep. because everyone just learns what the code is anyway. <laughs> like, there's no, there's nothing really exclusive about it. Um, but to that point, through their pre-sale period, they sold over 50,000 tickets uh, and are now up over 60,000 after wow. tickets went on general sale. That's a lot. Yesterday. Yeah, for a non-WWE wrestling company, it is going to be one of the largest attendances of all time. There are other examples, um, like back in the fucking 1920s, 1930s, where shit was yeah. crazy. Um, but U.S. Yeah, versus for, North Korea, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, two hundred thousand <laughs> in a fucking. It was like half a million in the stadium, and then just watching Hulk Hogan try to beat up whatever the fuck. And it was super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no one was cheering. That, that's was just that's a whole to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when New Japan Pro Wrestling and WCW put on a joint show in North Korea, and it's like, <laughs> hey, everyone in the country is here. I wonder why. <laughs> Let's all go oh. to the thing by our own choice. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's, no, it's cool. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, for modern times, though, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be the largest non-WWE crowd in a very, very, very long time, which is very, very cool. Um, just to just avoid anything in regards to Twitter and wrestling, quote unquote, discourse, because holy oh, shit, yeah. people are toxic fanboys and it's the worst. Um, but no, that event's going to be cool as hell. And I can't wait to watch that. Our final question comes from Craze. Who is a air quotes legend on your favorite team that you like slash remember? And when I say legend, I mean it in the way that Corwin from Bar Down calls random players who played 10 games for the Leafs, Leafs legends. In fairness, a lot of people do the same thing. My myself included when I'm going through old rosters and I'm like, oh, P.A. Parento, Leafs legend. Uh, it's just it's a fun thing to do. Uh, his personal favorite uh, from his team, the Hurricanes, is Anson Carter, who played his final 10 games in the NHL as a Hurricane in 2006-2007. So essentially, your most obscure. I think we've had this question before, but it's OK. Sin, yeah, your most obscure San Jose Shark. Ed Belfour, Sharks legend. <laughs> <laughs> when the hell did that happen? <laughs> In like the late nineties, he I, we picked him up. He played like maybe half a year. Uh, you can look it up. Yeah, Ed Belfour was a shark. <laughs> yeah, ninety six, ninety seven. Do you know how many games he played? Probably fifteen. Thirteen. You were close. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then he went to Dallas, and then yep. Toronto and Florida in his career. Damn. Yeah, and Endo, four, baby. you have 17,000 bajillion people that could be used for this because that's that's the Leafs. Might have really, to yeah. I mean, especially over the past decade. Might have yeah. to go with Ryan O'Reilly the way this is looking. I don't Ooh. know if he's, he's going to stay, man. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God's man. Fine. Reminds me of uh, this tweet that someone put out and they're like, wow, like the Leafs have gone through so many goalies over like a 19 year span. I'm like, yeah, the average team goes through three goalies a year. Like, what do you expect's going to happen? Like, it's very rare that a, that a team keeps two standard goalies for more than three years. It's usually one guy who stays in the area until they keep going back and forth from the minors in the major league or whatever. And I think the tweet had like 15 like goalies who never even played a single game for the Leafs, but only like, Oh, we had them on two-way deals. Like, oh, they could have made the jump. It's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I think you ranted about this last podcast. 
Did I? No, I read it on like, Twitter. Like it's stupid. I want somebody to go back and find the last time we probably talked about this and see if our answers are all the same. Yeah, we probably are. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, didn't fucking Ken Dryden play for the Leafs? Yes. Yes. All right, Ken Leafs, Dryden. Leafs legend. Leafs legend. Andrei, he didn't actually. He only played for Montreal. I just wanted to bury you. God damn it. Um, <laughs> who the fuck played for the Leafs for like a quick minute and said like, fuck it after? Um, a lot everybody. of people. Because who yeah, the hell wanted to play there? Um, Tyson well, you Nash. Think. Tyson Nash for being completely fucking toxic about never playing for the Leafs. Sure, and then getting mad that the Leafs move on. Oh my god. Let's go. <laughs> For me as a Bruins fan, what a uh, fucking douchebag with that handlebar mustache, brother. God. Go paint on a fucking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Endo's chirping class, everybody. <laughs> Go paint on a fucking trailer on the side with a giant N, brother. Come on. Shut up. <laughs> well, for Endo Snake as a Bruin, I'll throw out Felix Potman, uh, which is a good one. Um, Rick Nash probably spent too much time in Boston, but it's still fucking weird to me that Rick Nash was a Bruin. It's still very weird to me that Simone Gagne was a Bruin. Damn. Um, for anyone who watched that 2K10 Flyers run, you will know uh, my love for Simone Gagne as a player. My answer is Yaramir Yager was a Boston Bruin and went to a Stanley Cup final with them. Yaramir Yager, Bruins huh. legend. I don't remember Again. that. Yeah, he was uh it was it was 10 years ago when they went to the cup final against Chicago. Wow. And uh one of one of I can't say it's the worst, but one of the worst things about Chicago team ownership as um I just witnessed one hell of a glitch. Uh spoiler alert, I'm playing MLB uh, in the background and I just watched <laughs> the right fielder run through the outfield wall. So I hit an inside the park home run. Nice. That'll be up on Twitter, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I was very distracted. <laughs> Thank you me. all for the questions. <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of you. Let's move on. Two quick general topics before talking about the playoffs. Want to mention first and foremost, the first batch of award finalists that the NHL have named. And look, the conversation surrounding this stuff is always, oh, well, this guy was look. Every award, it's this guy could have been there, this guy could have been there, whatever. We're just going to talk about the three that were there. Uh, for the Selkie Award finalists, New Jersey's Nico Heischer, Toronto's Mitch Marner, and for the 12th straight time, the man who this award will be named after, Patrice Bergeron. Give it to him. You know you want to. You know you want to. This is Patrice Bergeron's award. Side tangent. I'm sorry, but there's a, why is it named after Frank J. Selke? Why? He was number one <laughs> as a GM. Oh, fuck. Never mind. In 1978, that's when the Selke trophy became a thing. Frank J. Selke never played an NHL game, but he was a nine time Stanley Cup champion as a front office member, winning three with the Leafs between 32 and 45, uh, and then three more with the, or actually, Jesus, a lot more with the Habs, one in 53, and then between 56 and 60, he was a part of all of those options. The GM of the Year award should be the Selkie Trophy, <laughs> not the defensive forward. So name it after Patrice Bergeron. Eventually, once he retires, please, please, God, don't let it be this year. <coughs> anyway, Patrice Bergeron's going to win this award, as he should. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Any disagreements? I don't know. Not really. Yeah. Marner's pretty damn good, but he doesn't really take face-offs, so I think face-offs are a big part of the award. Oh, yeah. People people hate giving this to uh, to wingers. I mean, that's why Mark Stone somehow does not have a Selkie trophy in his career, as stupid as that is. So, 
The Calder Trophy finalists are Edmonton's Stuart Skinner, Owen Power in Buffalo, and the eventual winner of this award, Seattle's Maddie Veneers. Sure. And the Norris should be nominated for the Lady Bing. It's kind of weird that he isn't. Wait, what? I missed he that. Should, Beneers should also be nominated for the Lady Bing, and it's kind of weird that he isn't. Uh, did they announce those awards? Mm-hmm. Uh, the nominees for that? Yeah. He's got eight oh. game played in one minor penalty. And there's people up there one minor penalty who have like four or five. Oh, yeah, I missed this. It Jesus. was uh, Jack Hughes, Kopitar, and Braden Point for the Bing finalists. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Matt Beneers, 80 games played, one minor penalty. Hmm. Well, there you go. The Norris Trophy finalists, Adam Fox. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Kale McCarr and the eventual winner, Eric Sharkelson. You're damn right. It's got to be. It's Carlson's. I don't care. Especially with what I saw from Fox in the playoffs, man. I don't know where this narrative comes from that he's such a good defensive player. That man is lost in his own zone. It is hilarious. I don't know. Did you get? Did you catch any flack from that? Uh, from the last show? If not, oh, give I don't it know. Time. No, I mean, I got one. Of, yeah, one of my. I have a couple people of my more active members and subscribers on YouTube who are big Rangers fans, and I, I I'm like, look at this shit. How are you going to tell me that's a good defensive play? He turns the puck over in his own end, then overcommits on the boards, gets beat like he stole something, and they score. <laughs> Just a horrible, horrible. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no. Adam Fox, overrated. Take away his franchise tag in NHL. What the fuck? The other thing to mention, the Calgary Flames, there was a report out from Frank Saravalli that multiple players have rescinded their trade demands after the departure of Daryl Sutter. I wonder why. Yeah, so this was followed up on Reddit. Apparently, there is essentially a rate my teacher style site where former coaches, agents can rate players and vice versa. Players can rate their former coaches and give their thoughts on them. It is all anonymous, but everyone that goes through there is verified. Um, Quote, once verified, players and coaches have the ability to anonymously leave ratings and reviews. Players can only do it for past and current coaches, so on and so forth. Um, the main response to this was, my God, if there was ever a data leak and I completely agree. Oh, oh, please let this happen. I did not know I needed this in my life, but could you imagine? Uh, and the one specific review that was brought to uh, people's attention was from 2021. Uh, someone, uh, mentioning about Daryl Sutter that he was like the most negative person they've ever met in their life. Uh, who once refused to let the team eat on the plane ride home because they lost. Yikes. So, uh, nice. Daryl Sutter. Nice. That's great. Didn't we like recently have a play? Mm, I'm not even going to get into that. Jeez. So, hey, fun stuff in the world of hockey outside of the playoffs, but even more fun stuff in the world of playoff hockey because the Florida Panthers have a 2-0 series lead on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Winning game one, 4-2. It's a three-point night for Matthew Kachuk. Now you know how it feels, Leafs fans. Jesus, fuck. Um, And 34 of 36 stopped for Sergei Bobrovsky. The only real highlight for the Leafs after uh, Samsonov gave up uh, or four goals on 28 shots, stopping 24 of 28. Uh, Matthew Nice scored his first NHL goal. We'll talk more about him in a second. Very nice. The Panthers won game two, three to two last night. 35 of 37 stop for Bobrovsky. 26 of 29 for Sam Sonoff. This becoming the first five game winning streak in Florida Panthers playoff Mm -hmm. history. Matthew Kachuk through two games played has four points. And now has as many points in eight and a half playoff games with the Panthers as he had in 27 playoff games with Calgary. Sasha Barkov, three points in the series so far. Sergei Bobrovsky rocking a 945 save percentage through two 
games played Ilya Samsonov with an 877. Now, before we get to the biggest talking point, the Florida Panthers. Again, they are building themselves up into this underdog role. That's that charge certainly being led by Matthew Kachuk. They are performing this year as everyone thought they would last year as President's Trophy winners uh, and doing one hell of a job. And I will say to certain Leafs fans, not so funny now that it's happening to you, is it? This fucking sneaky buzzsaw of a team that finally got their shit together that's ruining your hopes and dreams. Not so funny now, is it? We want Florida. Clap, 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 clap. We also said Boston. That is true. The the other group is chanting, we want Boston. And they might have been correct to have wanted that. Um, Panthers are killing it right now. They are absolutely killing it. The Leafs are in a hell of a lot of trouble. For the Leafs, do you trust Ilya Samsonov? An 877 in the playoffs so far? Like, can you possibly turn to Joseph Wall in game three or four? Because it's not as if Samsonov was setting the world on fire in that first series either to that point so far in this postseason. uh, He had, and if I wasn't mistaken, it was about a 900 save percentage in that first series. He has an 895 in eight playoff games so far. I think he had like a 907 in that first series or something like that. It's mm. not great. Maybe a 902. I just know it's not great. I don't know if you can throw it over to Joseph Wall or Matt Murray. I know that wouldn't exactly instill confidence, but uh you know, he's being outdueled by Sergei Bobrovsky. And I know that Bobrovsky has the the legacy on his side. He has a bit of history to prove that hey, he's been able to do this before, but you're getting outdueled by 2023 Sergey Bobrovsky. Eh, yeah, concerning. And also, the Leafs' top players are quite frankly in that game they played terribly. Matthews and Marner are directly yeah. responsible for why they lost that game. They made the stupidest play at their own blue line, like the stupidest play, and that turnover was the death knell in that game. I can't I can't disagree. <laughs> I certainly can't. Um the biggest talking point though, and I least will say you won on the deserve to win a meter. That's mm-hmm. all that oh matters, God. right? I fucking hate that. You don't fucking deserve fuck all in life. You either win a game or you don't. You play you're gonna win the game or not. Yeah, that's why I the Leafs are out of the first round. They didn't deserve yeah. to win all three of the games arguably that they played in Tampa, but they did. That's the other big thing, right? Is they played pretty fucking terribly against the Lightning, but managed to kind of overcome that. Whereas they're not getting away with that against the Panthers so far. Nope. Because you you can't. (laughs) Like, you Mm -hmm. just can't do that. And, and like, consistently. You can't keep trying to come from behind and stuff. And, again, like, everyone knows what the Panthers are going to do. They're going to forecheck. They're going to make you pay for their mistakes. And so you have to try to limit your mistakes, flip the puck out if you're in doubt. But yeah, (laughs) the biggest point out of this game though, is one Sam Bennett. Um, There was one incident that a lot of people viewed as kind of bad enough where he cross checked Michael Bunting And then once he realized he was getting a penalty, he went full goofy meme and did it again. No extra, no extra punishment. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, the refs aren't going to call it. Players are just going to do it. Yeah, that's fucking stupid as that is. But yes, that's correct. And then um, I've seen it described as a body slam. I have seen it described as a rock bottom. Um, he <laughs> throws Matthew Nyes to the ice, uh, who is confirmed now to have a concussion and at the very least will miss the next two games in Florida. Sheldon Keefe, uh, stating that he is unlikely to return in the series at all. Yeah. Especially if, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, especially if he's confirmed after two games. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that was very mean. It was very mean. True. It but it's true. I mean, mean, yeah, they're only guaranteed four games. So, yeah. So the biggest issue, right, is people are just like, well, what's this going to be from George Paros in the Department of Player Safety? It can't possibly be. Wheel. It can't possibly be as lenient as we're afraid it might be. And then it was, as it was announced today, that he has been fined $5,000, the maximum allowable under the CBA. Say uh, the reminder, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, um, of course, Sam Bennett had his moments in round one as well. If I'm not mistaken, he was the one that uh, endeared, uh, indeed speared Garnet Hathaway in the groin when he was already down on the ice with yep. other people uh, shoving his face into the ice. Um, you know, it, it's really good to see them trying to snuff out this shit behavior. You know, it's it's good. It's good. You know, you really want to keep people in line and, and teach them a lesson. Don't let them get out of control. Uh, they're doing a great job. Yeah, um, this is this is why marketing sucks for hockey, because they they want to elevate these guys instead of elevating the superstars. Yeah, I mean, there's just okay. So the bottom line, there's just no fucking defense of this. No. It's not a surprise, and that's the problem. But there is no defense of this whatsoever. This is trash garbage in all the ways that you would expect it to be. Trash garbage. This is typical George Peros led Department of Player Safety completely dropping the ball. And look, there will be a lot of people out there trolling Leafs fans saying, oh, you're acting, it's, yeah, that's the only reason you're losing. I don't think there's any logical Leafs fan that's like, yeah, we're only losing because Sam Bennett wasn't suspended here. No one's actually saying that. But they have a legitimate gripe now moving forward with the rest of this series because Sam Bennett, I, how do you not at least give him a game? How did Jordan Eberle not get a game for ending Andrew Cogliano's season. And it's not even off of like, oh, well, the uh, you can't penalize for that. It's a bad play regardless. Like, you're not basing it on the outcome. It's just a suspension-worthy play regardless. But again, nobody's surprised because this is what it has been for years now. And I commend George Peros for being able to hold down a job that you are so incredibly incompetent at and so incredibly unsuited for for six years now. It's got to I don't know the, the dirt league. that you have on other people, my man, but congratulations. You're fucking crushing it right now. It's probably it's like, yeah, I got all these. I don't know. Like that's, that's really what it's coming down to. Like that's gotta be the only explanation. Is that like, Hey, you don't allow me to keep this job. I go public about these fucking injuries that I have because of, uh, your league and not taking concussions seriously. At this point, what else can it be? Because there, I, I have, I have failed to see a single person over the past six years be like, yeah, you know that George Paros, he's really doing a good job with this. That doesn't exist. And unfortunately, now you have uh, another uh, victim of this in the form of Matthew Nyes, rookie, by the way. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, it's great for somebody less than 20 games into their NHL career to suffer their first concussion and have uh, the person that deserved to be suspended for it only get a fine. Uh, by the for way, I said play. 20. He's played 10 <laughs> career NHL games between the regular season and the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, same I league that won't acknowledge head-to-head -head contact being a thing of uh, you know post like concussion syndrome and all that stuff so it's not surprising uh to me in the slightest same league that allows uh jacob truba to hit timo meyer and have people say oh it's technically clean like what what are we doing here what are we doing here unserious um, league I, I just i got nothing i just got nothing for this at this point i I again like there's 
there will be people who sit here and just be like, use this as an excuse, like clown on Leafs fans, like, oh, this is the excuse you're using. No, Leafs fans have a legitimate gripe here. This is bullshit. And unfortunately, it's just a part of supporting this league because can't imagine George Peros is going anywhere because he's already still here. Is insane. And I just, I don't, I don't know. We could go on about this all day. Yeah, I saw apparently something on Twitter where a guy was sitting next to George Peros during a press conference during a game, and it was just on Twitter the entire time. Yeah, that was from uh, it was from Cam Sharon yeah. on uh, on Twitter, who yeah spent uh, almost a decade as an NHL front office member yeah, uh, with probably, the Leafs. No less. He's probably the guy. He's probably has burners, and he's probably that guy on every play going like clean. That was clean. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. Jesus. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt in my mind, he is 100% um, posing as a Twitter bot with alt accounts. No doubt in my mind. He seems like he'd be the type. I mean, what he's not, he's, what else is he doing? It's not like he's doing his job. Mm. So what else is he doing? <laughs> anyway, my God, uh, let's move on. Seattle and Dallas, two games in. It's a 1-1 split. The Kraken took game one. Five to four in overtime. They scored three goals in a 52 second span, uh, which led them to scoring as many goals on Jake Ottinger in a 15 minute first period as the Wild did in their last three games of the series. So, uh, it's Minnesota. Soda. You, you blew Soda. It. Um, somehow, this was only the sixth fastest time in terms of goals scored. Uh, the the record is 1979. This might be playoff games, by the way. But 1979, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs scored three goals in 23 seconds against the Atlanta Flames, winning the game seven to four. Was one of in those an empty netter? Seems hmm? like it would be. It almost seems like one of those would be an empty netter with that score line, but I could be wrong. Uh, I have the page up here. I can confirm that. Uh, by the way, uh, records.nhl.com is where this information came from. Ooh. And it's it, it, what a beautiful, beautiful site. Unbelievable. Yep. Um, just a great resource that's out there. One of those goals was not an empty netter. Uh, there were two goals scored in the third period of that game, and both were for Atlanta. So shout out to the Atlanta Flames. Uh, 2015, the Anaheim Ducks scored three goals in 37 seconds, but lost to Chicago 5-4 in overtime because lol Ducks. 1986, 38 seconds. The Rangers scored their three. They beat the Flyers 5-2. The 2001 Avalanche did the same thing, 38 seconds. And then 1919, in 40 seconds, Montreal scored three goals on Ottawa, winning that game 8-4. So, damn. Yeah. I mean, again, three goals in 23 seconds. I can't imagine that will ever be topped. No, there's no way. How? How'd that happen in the first place? Like, that's some um, initial last-minute real-time shit. Like, how does that even happen? Right, right. Uh, in that first game, Grubauer stopping just 31 of 35, but it was enough for the win. Uh, it was a three-goal night for Joe four. Pavelski. Or, excuse four me, a four. I, yeah, I mistyped there. I was going to say, because the next point mentioned four. Um, but, yeah, a four-point night, four-goal night. Trick. Joe Pavelski, at 38 years old. Uh, 295 days as well. He became the oldest player in NHL history with a four-goal game regular season or playoffs. And jumping ahead would also score a goal in game two. That puts him on five goals in two games and now with 69 career playoff goals. Nice. Very nice. Uh, Max Domi, noted Bruins legend. Fucking wish. Three assists in that first game for Dallas. Uh, Ottinger stopping 39 of 44 in the loss. Uh, but the Stars would bounce back in game two. They won it four to two. Uh, Ottinger stopping 25 of 27. Grubauer 33 of 37. So a bit of a rougher game there for Grubauer. Um, by the way, Max Domi also had another assist that game. So he has four so far in that series. But neither goaltender like doing all that well for the first two games of the series. You have Ottinger on a 901, Grubauer on an 889. And now it's just kind of sitting there waiting to see, like, okay, who's the one that's going to bounce back here, if at all, to really kind of take over the series. You'd be more willing to back Ottinger to do it, uh, but still a long way to go. And again, a 1-1 split series heads to Seattle. 
Did either of you catch any of these two games? <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I was catching the first one and Pavelski got two goals. They were up two to one. I was like, oh, that's cool. I went and like went to the bathroom, got a drink. I came back and Seattle was winning. I was like, what the hell <laughs> happened? And then they scored again immediately as I sat back down. Like that was how I experienced those three goals in 52 seconds. <laughs> was just sheer shock. I feel like your story isn't uh, a personal one, right? Like, I feel like a lot of people probably experience it that way, where you just oh, walk sure. into the room for a brief moment, and it's like, oh, yeah. my God, what happened? Yeah. So, interesting start to that series. Carolina up one nothing on New Jersey. Would you believe the Devils lost a game 5-1 to kick off a series? No. Um just 18 shots on Frederick Anderson, who got the crease again, stopping 17 of 18. Devil's interesting spot. Akira Schmidt was pulled in this game after stopping just 8 of 11. Vanacek Oof. came in stopping 10 of 11. I would like to think they go back to Akira for game two, but you never know. You, you could galaxy, bla- uh, galaxy brain it like Minnesota uh, by putting in Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, so who knows? Maybe Vanacek comes back in. Maybe that's their their play. But uh, not a great tendency for the Devils to uh, trail or to lose that first game 5-1. Not, yeah. a, not a great way to go about things. And that final series, the Vegas Golden Knights win game one 6-4 over Edmonton, handing the Oilers their first regulation loss since March 11th, a span of 22 games was a two-goal night for deadline pickup. Uh, Ivan Barbashev, Rossois, 23 of 27 stopped. Uh, both Joe Pavelski and Leon Dreisaitl score four goals in a game, and their team loses. Um, Lowell Oilers, intercepted yeah. need of 33. Um, yeah, not a great start for Edmonton when you're having to kind of question still their defense, their goaltending. Uh, giving up six to Vegas, not the way you want to kick off a series, but nope. There they are. Ah, um, outscore your problems. That's all it is. It's all that you need yeah. to do in the playoffs. It's worked before. It'll work again. Mm, it's the 80s once more. Yeah. Then again, with some of these goalie save percentages, it, it almost is. Um, yep. One positive thing for Vegas, by the way, um, they announced a partnership with a new company that will air all locally broadcasted Golden Knights games for free to residents of Nevada and the team's TV territory, which includes Idaho, Montana, Utah, Wyoming, starting in 23-24. Hopefully, more teams take this approach because, hey, growing the game is a good thing. So the one positive from the Vegas Golden Knights that even Sin can be like, yeah, that's that's nice. And I think that's about as far as he'll go with it. But still good for them. Nice. There you but go. They've, they've got to do it since, since the hype died down. There you go. Sin will always they're find gonna, a way. They're going to have to make another big trade soon to keep people interested. <sighs> OK, yeah, this Mickey company Mouse that they signed with. Yeah, <gasps> what if we're wrong? What if it's not Austin Matthews to Arizona? But it's Austin Matthews to Vegas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please, God, no. Okay. Yeah, I was looking up this company to make sure, like, what was going on and, like, all their stuff is. Excuse me. To see if this deal would actually go through. Because, you know, what was it? Bally Sports, like, defaulted on their money or something like that. So these guys are like a, have a revenue of, like, $2.28 billion, So I guess they can just kind of give out free broadcast for the local area with Vegas. Guess I'm using a VPN to watch free Vegas hockey if you ever want to, you know. There you go. Now, I'll leave it up to you guys. We can end the show here, or I had one safety topic on hand in case we wanted to uh, extend the show a little bit. And we do have time. Um, we can either end the show here, or are you interested in a quiz? Yes, quiz. Yeah, okay. quiz. So I have seen yeah. this graphic passed around quite a bit it is updated the uh, the all-time playoff points leaders by franchise you are allowed okay. to work together on this one there will be some obvious ones there will be some frustrating ones let's go with the all-time i mean i mean edmonton who do you think is their playoff all-time point leader obviously marty mcsorley um 
<laughs> Wayne Gretzky. It is Wayne Gretzky who leads, of course, all-time playoff scoring with 252 points. Who is the all-time franchise leader in playoff points for the Pittsburgh Penguins? Sidney oh. Crasby. I'm going to go with Mario Lemieux, but it might be Yager. It is Crosby. 201 yeah. points. Huh. It is Sidney Crosby. Oh, he okay. got like 25 points in like game, like the finals, like two years in a row or some shit. It was ridiculous. He shows up in the finals and is this kind of like, I don't want to say he's coasting throughout the year because he puts up like 80, 90 points. But like, hmm. yeah. It is the way that Sidney Crosby does things. The Colorado Avalanche. This is going to be tough. Because I want to say certain people, but then they, they weren't there too long. 188 points. Who's that Forsberg guy? Nope. That's what I want to say, but he wasn't there for that long, considering when they moved. And he couldn't stay healthy either. Yeah. Like, he didn't even play in that game seven when they won the cup in 01. No. He was in the press box. He was hurt. Shit, man. It's going to have to be Sackick, right? Rects. Okay. Yeah. Rects. Detroit. Oh, man. Um, playoffs. Well, Datsuk was there for the streak. But you also have a long ass history of being an original. They 16. do. Stevie Y. It is Steve Eisenman. Yeah. 185 points. <clears throat> Montreal. Fuck this. I'm not, not going to do it. Fucking Geek Gabernon. Jean-Claude Zévalu. Some French ass guy. Jacques Claude. <laughs> uh, Maurice Richard. And do you got a guess? Uh, Tabarnak Alice. I don't know. Fucking man. Like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Henri <It was> Richard. <laughs> good guesses, but uh, Jean Beliveau. Yeah, I don't care. No. <laughs> <laughs> the off. New York Islanders. The Islander. Zygmunt Mike Bossy. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it has to be Bossy, right? Uh, it was a member of the the four Pete, but uh, Brian Trachier at 168 uh, points. Oh, okay. And okay. That'd be a tough one, I feel like, if you're not an Islanders fan. Brian Trachier's name isn't yeah. brought up. A, a ton, and there's not I a lot of Islanders fans. Compared to what he deserves. <laughs> the Bastin Bruins. Uh, um, Phil Esposito. <laughs> Bobby Orr. <laughs> it is our first defenseman on the list. Bobby Orr. Keep in mind, we're in the top seven. Raymond Bork. Ah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm or is your house actually like surprising? Jesus. Right. Well, see, the thing was, during his tenure, the Bruins made the playoffs all the time. They just couldn't fucking win anything. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. That was the issue. Can't As Endo wait. can confirm based off of the video that we're making. <laughs> <laughs> The Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm, this is tough. Steven Stamkos. Sin? Yeah, that's got to be my guess, because even when they won the cup, it wasn't like they're tearing it up in the playoffs every year. It is an active player, but it's not Stammer. It is Nikita huh. Kucherov. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. I, I oh, yeah. Surprised. Stamkos was like injured for a whole playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was surprised, though, to see Kucherov up there, because it doesn't feel like he's been what we know is Nikita Kucherov for that long, but also he, he has been. Yeah. Chicago. Ugh. Do you hate him? <laughs> no. no, no hints. Okay. This is um, a tough one. I wouldn't expect you guys to get this because it's a, it's a name of the past. Yeah. Some old fuck. Correct. Stan Makita. Uh, mm, okay. <laughs> the Dallas yeah. stars. Mike Madano. No, Correct. Bro. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I was going to yeah. say Hole. Oh, yeah. 45. Hole barely with them. Never mind. The Washington Capitals. Hmm. Um, Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> the New Jersey Devils. Martin oh. Broder. Fucking hell, they didn't fucking score. It was just Martin Broder out there stopping everything. <laughs> and the trap. The trap. That's my answer. The trap. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Was, hmm. All-time leading playoff. I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to say Patrick Eliash. 
Correct. Yes. Game. Well done. Endo. The San Jose Sharks. You better not get this wrong. It's so fucking obvious. I'm gonna. I'm on tip of my tongue. It's on tip of my tongue. What's that catch us? Sin Leafs legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Marleau. Oh, it's fucking John Bojo. No, <laughs> come on. I don't know. I don't give come a fuck on. about your fucking C fucking. <laughs> you should. It's he was with his the Sharks his whole goddamn career. Of course, it's uh, gonna be Marlowe. I'm glad I can oh, bring right. it back to Lee Patty Marlowe. Forgot about that guy. Forgot the Anaheim Ducks. Hmm. Trevor Zeke. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Soon. Ducks. I mean, Getzlaff. Corey, Corey yep. Perry. No. What? Getzlaff. It is Ryan Getzlaff. Oh, Getzlaff. I don't know why I said Corey Perry. Philadelphia. Gross. Correct. Uh, <laughs> another older player. Yeah, I know. I figured. It's going to be one of those Broad Street bully assholes. Isn't it? And I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> and uh, you got a guess there. I got nothing. Angry Bobby white Clark. guy. There you go. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angry First name, guy. last name, Bobby Clark. The St. Louis Blues. Okay, that one has to be. Oh, wait, no. Eh, no, yeah, that one does have to be Brett Hole, does it? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Nipple Man. Well done. Nip, nipple Man. <laughs> I forgot his we name. Went nipple Man. Blues. Yeah. Drunk off his ass. Oh, my God. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres. <sighs> Another, you know, think. Again, it's 80s-ish. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you guys to get this. They haven't even been a consistent playoff team mm. in the last two decades. That's the issue. This sucks, because I don't even know players on their team from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert Perrault. Yeah, no idea that. who that is. The Calgary Flames. What is it, by the way? Is it like 50 points? Is that their franchise? 103. The These oh. are listed in order. Uh, okay, okay. By most points for the team. So, like, obviously, gotcha. like Gretzky at 252, Perot is at 103, and we still have quite a few teams to go. Calgary with 102 career playoff points. Jerome Eginla. Zen, you got to guess? Yeah. I feel like that's too obvious, but it probably is. Cr- mm. Trying it to is who our second defenseman on the list. Huh. Okay. So it's, is it Geo? No, because he only is in the first fucking round. No, no, no. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold on. Trying to think back to those teams that the Sharks played. Who the fuck was on the point? <gasps> think 80s <laughs> and 90s. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. 80s and Al 90s. Al McInnes. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Al I always, McInnes. I always remember Albert. him as a blue because that's when he kicked the shit out of the Sharks with Pronger all the time. <laughs> the Ottawa Senators. Hmm. Ugh. Um. This is one way to say his name, too. Alex Dag. No, I'm joking. Um. Oh, sniping score is going to be so upset. Oh, oh fucking Eric Carlson. No. 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 <laughs> Oh, mid. Uh, Is it former captain. Alfredson. Who? Alfredson. Alfredson. The Vancouver Canucks. With two points. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. Daniel he was Sedin. okay. Come on now. Daniel Sedin. It's one of the Sedins. It is neither Sedin. Oh, shit. Uh, what, what's mm-hmm. his name? He was fucking, he was Russian. Pavel Bure? Nope. Yeah. New York Islanders legend. <laughs> it's my hint. Again, no one cares. Um, yeah. New York Islanders legend. I'll just give it to you. Trevor Linden. Huh. Would not have guessed that. My next guess was going to be like fucking Marcus Naslund or something. (laughs) All right. Here's a fun one. The Los Angeles Kings. Ooh. Isn't like Marion Gabrick their all-time leading scorer? No, it's got to be. 
Anjay Kopitar, right? No. Not Kopitar. Not Gavrik. Um, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Well done, <laughs> You know Endo. what? That's, that makes sense. He was only there for like a fucking year, but he had like 100 points in one series. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> At that point, that's all you need. Uh, the New York Rangers. Mark Messier. No. The Moose. Hmm. The Moose. He refuses interviews with Bardown. Graves. <laughs> Another defenseman. Hmm. Hmm. Who'd have thought? Oh, okay. Shut up. Davos just got a Super Mario Strikers jersey. I'm super fucking jealous. What the fuck? Correct. The answer is Brian Leach. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> ah, of course. Of course. Sin. Toronto. The leading so, playoff score? God damn. Yeah. How far back do I got to go? 90s. Oh, Matt Sundin. No, the other one. There's no other one. That's the only Leaf who matters in the 90s. Endo? Borg Salming. No. No. How do you not know this, Endo? Be ashamed of yourself. Be ashamed of who you are. Dude, I barely follow fucking the Leafs and or hockey in general. Oh, the truth comes out. How is it not Sundin? Darcy Tucker. No. uh. No. (laughs) Wendell Clark. Ah, Endo just lost. 90s? Shit. I don't know, man. I wasn't even born yet. I wasn't even a thought yet, so. 93. That doesn't help me at oh, all. Oh, Doug Kilmore. There you go. Oh. <laughs> all right, let's go through these last ones quick. The Vegas Golden Knights. March or so. No. William Fuck Carlson. <laughs> William Carlson. Riley Smith. God what? That was my second yep. guess. Yeah, that was my second now, guess. Keep in mind, we still have uh, eight teams to go, and Vegas is already up that high for leading scorers. That's kind of hilarious. Carolina. Low. Well, how would they? Yeah. Bring Carolina's all time leading scorer has less, two points less than Vegas. Oh, man. Eric Stahl. Shockingly, no. George Stahl. Bring them <laughs> Jesus. Jared Stahl. <laughs> Jared Stahl. Mark Stahl. Yeah, I guess if not him, Brenda Moore. Current player. I did Brad say Jordan Stahl. What the fuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> Puts huh. up like 60 points. Is it Sebastian Ajo? It is. Wow. wow. I can't believe wow. wow. That's how Man. bad Carolina's been for the most yeah. part. <laughs> they won a championship with that. They did. Jesus. The Nashville Predators. Roman Yossi. Good guess, but no. Also Mike. still a current player. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Mike Fisher. <laughs> then he said current player. I'm like, Out of retirement. 50 uh, years old Mike player. Fisher. <laughs> um, fuck. I think I... Mm, mm, who, I, I know who this is, but I can't remember his name, so I don't know who it Philip is. Philip Forsberg? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, let's, go. It is. let's go. All right. Get ready for fun ones. The Arizona Coyotes. Rick Na- uh No, what? That's- Shane, Shane Doan. Doan. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know why I was going to say Rick Na- Shane Doan. So it's, it's kind of Or is of it Jovo Cop? Is it Jovo Cop? It is Dale Howarchuk. Oh, <laughs> because that's one of the Jets. Boom. No, that doesn't count. Apparently it does. That's bullshit. I agree. I want to know who it is for their actual tenure in the you know in the state of Arizona. That's but bullshit. Yeah, come on. Ah, I don't agree. The Winnipeg <laughs> Jets. Oh, is this going to even count? Or it's is not going to be the Atlanta Flames. It's not. It's not the Thrashers. It's not the Flames. It's a current uh. active Jet for two more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Wheeler. Yes. Wheel. <laughs> Wheel. The Minnesota Wild. Soda. Um, New York Islanders legend. Milan McCulloch? No. <laughs> Current huh. active player. Oh, Parise, duh. Yes. Bobby Segretti. <laughs> <laughs> we get to the final three. The Florida Panthers. 
Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> Close. Oh, it's, it's, it's Aaron, Aaron Eckblad. No, it is there. Is he the, I don't even know if he's the captain. Sasha Barkov. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. The Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> Patrick Line. Sergey Fedorov. <laughs> <laughs> no, that has to be Rick Nash, right? No. Fucking uh, current active player, but not for the Blue Jackets. God yeah. damn it. Who In fairness, he, did, he didn't play this year due to injury, so it'd be tough. Uh, Cam Atkinson. Damn. Oh, I forgot about that. Cam Atkinson. Yeah. Ooh. And then the Seattle Kraken. Ooh, who's the this... current leading scorer? Yeah, who's, the... <laughs> yeah, just... who's, the, who's got the most? McCann's been injured. Fuck. Um, yeah. uh, what's his name? Ty Cartier. Whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Oh, I cannot think, think of his name. Jordan Eberle. Not Jordan Eberle. I cannot think of his name. and It's going to bug the oh, fuck out of me. Jared McCann. Mm. Former Stanley Cup champion. That's yeah. like half of them. What the fuck? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, his name's not Laurel. Yanni Gord? It is Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord? Yeah. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of, and I kept wanting to say. <laughs> I God said fucking it. Yanni, not uh, Yanni. <laughs> you guys got most of them, though. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, we, we had this on standby for a little bit, and I saw today when I was putting together the sheet that it was updated, and I'm like, oh, cool. Well, let's just do it if we want to extend the show a little bit. And we did. You gentlemen did well. But that will bring this show to a close because I got things to do today. But loser. we will be back next week to talk more hockey. Endo's second favorite sport at best. Yeah, uh, since eating. What do you got going on? Nothing. Perfect. Endo, what do you have going on? Editing. I'm finish, Anything else? I'm going to finish this nondescript and uh, non... What the fuck is, was I trying to say? I don't know. You I'm don't know words. Non, just, just, non-specific just, yeah. English muffin. I know muffin. words. I have the best words. I yeah. have the best English muffins. It tastes delicious. Is there... Oh, there's a fucking shell in here. Jesus. Oh. Thank you for watching or listening to the Tiki Steak Podcast. We will see you all next week. Uh, George Peros, please find a new job, please. God, please. Oh, also in the AHL, there was a three-game suspension for Hartford's Adam Clendenning for hitting Fabian LaSalle. Uh, so the AHL knows how to suspend people in the playoffs. So that's neat. Good Watch night, AHL everybody. games. You'll save your money. Live better, Walmart.